It's a great uh, morning. It's about 6.45, ballpark. Uh, April 22nd, this is walk and talk number 54. You probably have uh, found that uh, the fact that Christians cheat, Christians lie. You probably have uh, uh, had the experience of another Christian hurting you, uh, lying against you, or cheating something, cheating in some way that affected you. It's uh, 61 degrees, uh, and I'm looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 to 18. What do you do when a Christian cheats? What do you do when a Christian lies? Bible commands us to speak the truth and the Bible commands us to, to always love one another but what do you do when when another Christian takes advantage uh, lies or cheats or finds a way to uh, rip you off in one way or another so Paul, in Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 to 18, Paul discovers again and again throughout his life that Christians do sin, Christians have the sin nature, and Christians will always wrestle with disobeying God. And when Christians disobey God, usually that involves some kind of negative impact on another Christian. Uh, Paul says this in Philippians chapter 1, verse 15. To be sure, some preach Jesus from envy and strife, but some preach Jesus from goodwill. That's a pretty interesting statement, isn't it? that there are people who talk about Jesus with evil motives. Some people talk about Jesus, some Christians talk about Jesus, and they're, they're doing it with a motive of envy. And that creates problems, strife. Let me read that to you again. Philippians 1, verse 15. Some, to be sure... Some Christians, to be sure, are preaching Christ even from envy and strife, but some Christians also from goodwill. So we would love, we would be ecstatic if all Christians loved one another and helped one another and encouraged one another, inspired one another, rather than cheat or lie or be jealous or compete. But Paul here in the book of Philippians, he is in an interesting uh, circumstance. Maybe you have been in a situation where it was, it was a bad circumstance, and some Christian took advantage of you. Uh, 
it could be they saw that they could gain something by cheating or they didn't want to admit the truth and that created problems for you here's what here's how Paul describes his situation it's in Philippians chapter 1 verse 12 he says this he's writing to the Philippian church so he's writing to the entire congregation of the church at Philippi now I want you to know brothers and sisters so he's talking to everybody he's making this a public notice that my circumstance have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel greater progress my circumstance now is this a good circumstance Paul's Paul what's this he says in verse 13 he says so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the prison guard actually it's the Praetorian guard Roman soldiers assigned to guard him and everyone else and that most of the brothers and sisters trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment have far more courage to speak the Word of God without fear some to be sure verse 15 are preaching Christ even from envy and strife but also from goodwill what you what you have in these verses is a very interesting circumstance Paul is in prison uh, he's uh, been arrested because he is a believer in Jesus Christ and apparently there is a absence of leadership in the Philippian church church at Philippi so Paul's not in the church He's not leading the church so literally he's in prison so what that means is there are leaders in the church of Philippi that are clearly taking advantage of the absence of his leadership so Paul's in prison he's not at the church of Philippi that means somebody is stepping in and trying to offer leadership in that church at Philippi while Paul's in prison at Rome now listen to the, the scripture again I want you to know brothers and sisters that my circumstance have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known through the praetorium guarding to everyone else and that most of the brothers and sisters trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment have far more courage to speak the Word of God without fear now comes the problem some to be sure are preaching Christ even from envy and strife but some also from goodwill the latter do it out of love knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel the former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than from pure motives thinking they cause me distress in my imprisonment now Paul is has people around him that are somehow excited that Paul is in prison 
Have you ever had people jealous of you? And then when something bad happens to you, they get excited because it's kind of like now they can take advantage of your imprisonment, your problem, your circumstance. That's what's going on here. Some people are preaching Christ even from envy and strife. But there's also some, some people preaching Christ from goodwill. Those who preach from goodwill, no envy, no competition, no taking advantage, no cheating, they do it out of love. They do, they preach Christ with the right motives. So what Paul is saying is there, there are people, there are Christians who talk about Jesus for selfish ambition. Let me read verse 17 again, Philippians 1, 17. Some proclaim, the former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than pure motives, thinking they cause me distress in my imprisonment. So apparently, either there are Christians at Philippi in the Philippian church or there are Christians in Rome somewhere but I think they're at the Philippi church Paul's absence and so what some people are doing is they're now stepping into talking about Jesus for selfish ambition they're, they're taking advantage their motives are envious. You remember the Tenth Commandment? Remember the Ten Commandments of the Bible? You remember what the Tenth one is? The Tenth one basically could be summarized as no coveting. Don't covet what your brother has. It would seem, based on these verses, Paul at the Church of Philippi, he planted that church raised up that church he's now arrested imprisonment in Rome and there are people leaders in that church at Philippi Paul's in Rome they're now literally jealous that Paul has had a degree of success in preaching the gospel so what are they doing they're now stepping in out of jealousy preaching Jesus, trying to be recognized, trying to win people to accept them as the leader in Paul's absence. The former proclaimed Christ out of selfish ambition rather than from pure motives, thinking they caused me distress in my imprisonment. Now let me make some applications. Every day of your life, it could be with your friends, it could be in ministry, it could be co-workers at work. People have this tendency to cheat, even Christians. We are jealous of the success of others. We want to have that, metaphorically speaking, that nice car, that nice job, that, that pay raise, that status. We want that. And so our motives become one of envy, one of creating strife, selfish ambition. And that's what you have here. You have literally 
the same challenge going on. When you look at the nature of people, people haven't changed. They are people filled with selfish ambition, and that includes Christians. And they will do things to take advantage of your circumstance. They will lie. They will covet. You, you may never know they're coveting. You may never know they're lying. You might. But what they're doing is not for pure motives. Paul's saying there are some Christians that serve Jesus with pure motives, out of love, out of love for Jesus, not out of selfish ambition. I would just encourage you to check your motives. You don't want to be a Christian that takes advantage of someone else, someone else's poor circumstances. Paul's in prison. He's not leading the church in Philippi. I'm going to step in and lead the church, but I'm doing it for my selfish success. Hey, look at me. And there's a void of leadership. Paul's not there. I'm going to step in, but I'm doing it for selfish ambition. It's interesting, according to verse 17, people will do things that cause you stress. People will cheat to hurt you. Christians will do that. It could be even a spouse. It could be even uh, relatives. It could be co-workers. It could be other Christians. They will lie and manipulate the facts. Or they'll look for an opportunity to advance themselves out of envy, out of selfish ambition. So what is the answer when this happens? When Christians cheat, when Christians lie, what, what, is, what is normally what happens? Well, what normally happens is there's strife. There's a big conflict that occurs. This is interesting. Remember this. Paul is in prison at Rome. That's probably a good thousand miles away, a ballpark. Here's Philippians 1.18. Now, I've read 12 to 17. Get this. Paul says this. What do I do? Verse 18. What do I do when there are people that are cheating, that have bad motives, that are envious? Paul says this. Only that in every way whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. That's a, an astounding uh, statement of loyalty to Jesus. What Paul is saying in verse 18, friends, is when someone lies against you, some, when someone cheats you, be real careful not not to miss the bigger message if someone's talking about Jesus and they they are a weak or a poor or a cheating Christian remember that they're still talking about Jesus 
So that should be your main priority. When Christians cheat, when Christians lie, remind yourself, hey, they're talking about Jesus. They are my brothers and sisters. Remember, be careful. That person is talking about my Savior. Even though they have envy, even though they have selfish ambition, let me read it to you again. Let me start in verse uh, 12, uh, verse 15. Some, to be sure, Philippians 1.15, are preaching Jesus even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. The latter do it out of love. Some people have got good motives, knowing that I was appointed for the defense of the gospel. Verse 17. But some people, the former group, they proclaim, proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than pure motives, thinking they're causing me distress in my imprisonment. What then, verse 18, what do I do? Paul says, only in every way, whether in pretense or truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. So when, when a Christian cheats, cheats you, when a Christian lies, get your eyes on the bigger goal. The bigger goal is that Christian was saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and at least they're talking about Jesus. Maybe their motives are wrong, maybe they're jealous, maybe they're envious, but they're still talking about Jesus. What does Paul say? He says, in this I rejoice. Paul seems to not get uh, down in the dirt. He doesn't get down in the mud when some other Christian is struggling with selfish ambition. He keeps his eyes on Jesus. He keeps lifting up the gospel. So can I say to you, think about it this way. When Jesus died on the cross, he saw your lies. He saw your envy. He saw your jealousy. And what did he do? He died. He willingly died. So even though you see Judas cheating, even though Jesus saw Peter lying, even though the people around Jesus abandoned him, Jesus still died for them. You see, the gospel has to be the higher value. Let me read it to you again, verse 18. What then? Only in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, in this I rejoice. So here's another way to look at this. Keep the main thing the main thing. That's what Jesus did all the way to the cross, even though the people around him betrayed him. The main thing was advancing the goal of death, burial, and resurrection for, the, for your forgiveness of sins. Paul's in prison. He's writing back. He said, I recognize there are people with selfish ambition. 
I recognize there are Christians that are cheating, lying. They're envious. They're taking advantage that I'm in Rome and I'm not there in Philippi. And they're doing it for the wrong motives. They're trying to advance their personal status, but they're also preaching the gospel. Paul says, look, I'm going to focus on the preaching of the gospel. Now, does that mean you don't confront, that you don't talk to a Christian who's cheating? Well, the answer is, you should do that. And that's what Paul is doing in this Philippians chapter 1. As a matter of fact, the whole book of Philippians, Paul is still confronting the cheaters, Christians who cheat, Christians who lie. What he's saying is, be careful... Remember, these brothers and sisters that cheat and lie, they're just like everybody. All Christians are sinners. And Jesus died for everyone. So make sure the main thing is not to destroy your Christian brother or sister who is cheating or lying or envious. Your job is to keep the focus on the gospel. The same Jesus died for Paul who's in Rome, and for Judas, and for Peter, and also for Christians who cheat. Paul's saying, don't forget, keep the main thing the main thing. It's important, don't covet. Every Christian should be reminded every day not to be jealous of what somebody else has, not to covet. It's interesting, of the top 10 commandments, the 10th one is don't covet anything your brother or your sister or your neighbor has. Don't covet anything. Because God loves you. Because Jesus was sent to die on the cross for you. The same shed blood for you is the same shed blood for everyone. This, the great sacrifice of Easter, of Good Friday, applies to everyone. Now, what is Paul trying to accomplish here? Friends, listen. What he's trying to accomplish is remembering the unity of the body of Christ. We're all sinners, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even even the ones that do you wrong. Yes, you should go talk to them and do Matthew chapter 18, speak the truth in love, but don't make the cheating the main thing. If they're still talking about Jesus, keep that as the main thing. Remember, the main thing is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Always keep that lifted up higher and higher. We seem to live in a world being driven by all kinds of jealousy, all kinds of, uh, quote, equality. Think about it. If every human being put aside jealousy, if every human being put aside envy, if every human being put aside selfish ambition, 
if every human being obeyed the Ten Commandments, if every Christian did that, if every Christian was willing to help one another and love one another, just as Jesus loved us, just as Jesus loved uh, Judas and Peter, just as Jesus loved one another, it'd be amazing if we had that capacity to experience the love of God at that level. So let me mention again, there are Christians who cheat. You know who they are. You have them around you. I have them around me. There are Christians who do things from envy, from strife, and they will look for opportunities to take advantage. And, and even in a very painful way, hurt you. That's what's going on in the, in the passage here. Enjoy uh, your life. Uh, keep the main thing, the main thing. Keep Jesus at the top. Uh, yes, speak the truth in love. But remember, if Jesus died for people like Judas and Peter, and he died for you, and he died for other people that, that sin, and, the, and anyone who believes is going to be taken to heaven, then you're going to have to see people through the eyes of the gospel. See people through the shed blood of Jesus. Do your best to not stress over secondary issues. If the gospel is being preached, smile. The last words in verse 18, in this I rejoice. In this I rejoice. Now some of you are thinking, well Roger, what if, what if the gospel is not being preached? What do I do if another Christian is not advancing Jesus? not preaching the gospel and they're jealous and they're envious and they're strife well then the bible says you go to them and one-on-one -on -one speak the truth in love if that doesn't work you take another person another wiser and neutral person and go and speak the truth in love and if that doesn't work you bring the matter you share the situation with church leaders and you then trust church leaders to, to evaluate and determine what should be done next. Just remember that Jesus took the betrayal and he still did the main thing. Jesus knew he was going to be sold out and he still accepted the crucifixion betrayed by one of his followers but he still kept his eyes on the on the cross we invite you uh, this coming Saturday to 10 a.m. to our intersect worship online and Sunday at uh, 9 30 and 11 and 6 p.m. as well it's a great morning. Keep your eyes on Jesus because for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Blessings on you. Have a good one.